0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's all behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Arden Moore.
1: Welcome to the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Hey guys, uh, guess where I am? Don't be jealous, but I'm in the Bahamas, Mon, and at a really cool place. We're talking the Humane Society of Grand Bahama. This place has been around for 50 years. We just got a cool tour of the wonderful dogs and cats. And with us today is our special guest. She is the executive director, and her name is Tip Burroughs. Welcome to the show, Tip. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. We're going to learn more about what's going on here at the Humane Society of the Grand Bahama after we pay for the show by taking a quick commercial break. So you guys know the drill. Sit, stay. We'll be right back.
0: Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. Oh, behave. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, folks, Arden Moore here. I want to talk to you about grass. All right, not that grass. I'm talking about doggy grass. Come on. For those times when your poor dog is home alone, you don't want their four legs crossed. You don't want to come home to a piddle surprise. So, our friends at Doggy Lawn have the solution. They have real grass yeah delivered to you and it absorbs odors it's not messy it's just the natural place to beckon a dog to potty it's terrific if you live in a motorhome or in an apartment you name it i want you all to go to doggylawn.com and if you put in doggylawn.com slash behave, you'll get a discount Woohoo! And every new subscription, Doggy Lawn, donates a much-needed item to a local dog shelter. So if you go to DoggyLawn.com slash OBEhave, you're going to get a discount on your first shipment. Woohoo!
0: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Obehave is back with more tail wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's Pet Educator, Arden Moore.
1: Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pen Life Radio. I am your roving reporter, Arden Moore, and I'm landed in Freeport, Bahama. This is uh, the, the place you've got to go when you come to visit. It is the Humane Society of the Grand Bahama. And with me at a picnic table on a beautiful day in January, haha, is um, the executive director, Tip Burroughs. Um, I am, thank you so much for making time for us today, Tip. Yeah, no,
2: thank you. We appreciate you visiting and always love to show people around our shelter and talk to them about what we do here.
1: Well, uh, you've got a special anniversary you just made, uh, 50 years uh, tell us a little bit about the Golden Jubilee.
2: Yes, we were actually established in 1968. We're one of the oldest nonprofits on our island. We over the years have grown to what you see today. Um, when we started out, I wasn't around back then. But um, no, she looks
1: ageless, folks. No,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um, we were in a little two-room building down wow. closer to downtown on a much smaller property, um, maybe big half an place? acre. This this is uh, two and a half acres. And we have about 8,000 square feet under under roofs. Um, so we have four kennel buildings and a big office building with a clinic. And then we have a separate cattery.
1: You know, we met the cats and the kittens, and they want to tell you personally that they appreciate having their own cattery away from the DOGs.
2: Yeah, that's kind of important for the cats. <laughs> um yeah, we when we first built we built this new facility in 2008, thanks to the generosity of some big supporters. And our cats used to be inside in the main oh. office building. There was one section for them, but we were able to hire our first veterinarian in 2011. Nice. And so we've had to sort of you know rethink spaces and whatnot. And so we had somebody who actually built us this cattery so we could move the cats and have a better clinic space for our, our vet
1: so on average day about how many dogs uh are up for adoption and cats and kittens we
2: have anywhere between 125 and 150 dogs and puppies on mm-hmm. any given day okay. sometimes a little more sometimes a little less okay and around
1: 75 to 100 cats and kittens okay and are we in any kind of season right now is it kitten season's more in the spring right yeah spring and summer
2: um so no we're not necessarily i mean we still get the odd litter Mm -hmm. and the odd you know but the kittens will really start turning up usually around april and may
1: well i got a lot of peas i'm going to unleash right now because we're in paradise with pot cats and pot cakes right Please humbly explain what that means.
2: Sure. The term pot cakes originated because a popular Bahamian food staple is something called peas and rice. Okay. It's delicious, by the way. You may have had it. If you haven't before you leave, you should try it. All right. And um, So back in the day, people, when you make peas and rice the right way, you usually end up with a cake at the bottom of the pot, okay. and that's called the pot cake. And so years ago, that was typically scraped out and thrown out the back door for the dogs. So over the years, they've come to be known as pot cakes, and then, you know, a lot of us in the, the Bahamian rescue world have have also begun calling our cats pot cats because they are kind of distinctive. Um, a lot of people that meet our cats that are used to cats in the states, our cats are typically smaller mm-hmm. than your average domestic short hair cat in the U.S. and some their ears are they're not different enough where but they're they're a little different. When How you would look. you say describe? Um, just maybe a little smaller. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but and they have they have really unique personalities, just like our pot, pot cakes. And they, I don't
1: see any uh, medium or long hair. They're all short hair. Yeah, pretty much all short I think hair. Think weather had a factor in? maybe. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. They say that a lot of the pot cakes originated. Um, Back in the American Civil War, a lot of people came to the Bahamas from the Carolinas. Really? And if you've ever heard of a Carolina dog, it's actually a breed of dog. And it's a fairly old breed of dog, I Mm -hmm. guess. Right. And so it was thought or it's supposedly a lot of people brought those dogs here and and if you look at, at a picture of a carolina dog and look at a lot of different pictures of potcakes you can see a lot of the same traits
1: well for radio listeners can you visualize a little bit because we just got greeted by a, <laughs> a pack of happy pot cakes yeah. so what are they typically what kind of markings and well the
2: carolina dog is is actually kind of a Plainish dog. I mean, I right. think they're beautiful, but they're usually brownish, like light brown mm-hmm. to f- maybe like a cream color, but mostly light, light kind of golden brown. Okay. Short-haired dogs. They're medium sized I think they probably average fifty to sixty pounds mm-hmm. um, when fully grown. They have a, not a pointed muzzle, but a longer muzzle. Um, not as long as say a shepherd, but not like a short a terrier. Muzzle or maybe they're no more off. of a. Hmm, I don't know. Okay. Just a, a longer muzzle, but not nothing is like exaggeratedly right. You know, they're they're and I think their ears are usually up, but huh? again, not as tall as shepherd ears. They're kind of rangy-looking dogs. Mm-hmm. They're really pretty dogs, and they when you read yeah. about them, they I just remember a lot of the traits that they have seem to. But then, of course, over the years, as people have brought in different breeds of dogs, yeah. the potcakes have evolved to the point now that we see a lot um it's there's not so much a typical pot cake anymore because we we do have long-haired pot cakes we have short-haired medium-haired all different colors that you could imagine so there's more what i would say the most um more shepherd labrador yeah. even pitbull characteristics are getting mixed in. There
1: were a couple pitties out there that yeah. were very sweet. Yes. I call them meaty cheeks because when they smile, they got yeah. that meaty cheeks. We
2: have some great pit bulls here at our shelter. Yeah.
1: And we have the same challenges
2: adopting them out that everyone in the States does as well. It's just harder mm-hmm. um, because of the misconceptions oh, out yeah. there about the, the breed. dogs
1: got a bad rap. I know. They yeah. it did. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was doing a little homework on you. I think it's hilarious that you're in the Bahamas, but you're from frost-proof Florida? <laughs> yeah. Really? There's such a city? There I know. is Where such is a city.
2: <laughs> it's almost right in the middle of the state.
1: Okay. What county? Uh, Polk County. Oh, okay. P-O-L-K. So does that mean you were destined to never deal with snow, you think? Probably.
2: Okay. I guess. Because I've never lived anywhere.
1: <laughs> You've never Further scraped your car of- with mm. ice?
2: Maybe once or twice. I went to school in Alabama. Okay. And so maybe once or twice. All right. But no, not so much. So you've been here since 2003? I've been in the Bahamas for 28 years. Okay. And I've been with the Humane Society for the last uh, almost 19 now. Okay. Tell me what drew you here, to the islands and then here. Well, to the islands was um, my love of the water and Mm -hmm. diving, snorkeling, Mm -hmm. things like that and then i it's not far
1: from Florida either right no
2: it's you know hop skip and a jump on a boat and a plane yeah and uh and then I've always loved animals grew up don't remember ever not having multiple animals my parents had dogs and cats before they had children and my sister and I were always bringing home strays and uh huh keeping them i don't remember my mom ever saying no and uh so i've always loved and had and i've never not had pets so i started volunteering
1: here and it just evolved so you have a mission what's your mission here i thought i was reading online what's your mission here at the humane society of grand bahama well our
2: mission is to reduce actually we'd love to alleviate completely the pet overpopulation here on grand bahama and we would like to stop you know animal cruelty Mm -hmm. there's a lot of um you know education is a big yeah big thing that's needed there's some cultural biases towards animals and you know especially pets yeah and that
1: that too um that that part's getting better you were mentioning when you came here there is some cultural differences Mm -hmm. so when it comes to the animals on the island what what are some of the special challenges you face just getting people to recognize that
2: animals have feelings too and that mm-hmm. they're sentient beings and there's kind of a disconnect with between animals and people whereas animals are looked at more as objects um and not necessarily creatures with feelings now that's not everyone right you know and it is changing mm-hmm. but we still encounter a good bit of that and also what i probably would call instead of outright there is some intentional outright cruelty, but more than that, we see a lot of what I call benign neglect, oh. where animals are just not cared for the way that they should be, and it's not necessarily someone intentionally being cruel to them, but just not knowing like any better. Like vaccinated
1: or being yeah, medicine. Yeah, not
2: getting veterinary care, um, chaining them up without proper shape. Well, chaining, you know, we don't uh, sanction anyway, mm-hmm. but especially without shade and shelter it's not illegal to tether dogs here oh. um we're working on that but
1: well are they allowed in restaurants or anything like that not
2: very not yeah. not very many
1: we have not seen a lot of dogs we went to port uh lucaa we didn't see one dog where are all the dogs on the island in
2: people's homes okay. and yards but it's not really most restaurants don't allow them mm-hmm. um it's just not yeah you just don't see it here like you do in the States where they're they're not, dogs and cats still have a ways to go here before they're treated like real family members in many cases. Again, not everyone. There mm-hmm. are you know, wonderful pet owners here, but there's a lot that, you know, the dogs are supposed to stay in the yard and, right. and you know, guard the house and, you know, people don't want cats in the house. And
1: Wow. Yeah. So you want this? You like that? You have a challenge, you know? Yeah, yeah.
2: And the, uh, the the bigger part of it too is the overpopulation problem. So we do a lot of spay neuter. We do free spay and neuter. People can't afford it. We probably do probably ninety. 90- percent of our spays and neuters wow. are not paid for. Wow. So of course we have to find the money to perform those surgeries. And you are
1: completely based on donations? Yes. Wow. We are
2: not supported by the government. We're the only animal shelter animal welfare agency on this whole island. This island is 510 square miles wow. and about 50,000 human people on the island. Yeah. And uh, so it's, it's a challenge. Yeah. Um, but no, we've never received a penny from the government of the Bahamas. The Grand Bahama Port Authority supports us to the tune of about 40% of our operating budget. Okay. And we have to find the rest of it through donations and fundraisers. So it's it's tough.
1: Wow. So you just had a fundraiser last night, or yeah. Saturday. Tell right. us a little bit about this.
2: Well, that was our annual President's Cocktail Party. Our, mm-hmm. our organization is a registered nonprofit in the Bahamas, and we're run by a board of directors. So our mm-hmm. president... Um, we hold a cocktail party every January to thank our members because mm-hmm. we have paid memberships. Mm-hmm. Um, and people can come out and renew their memberships or sign up for new ones.
1: Nice. And, um, oh, and you yeah. were at the Garden of the Grove, we which were at the Garden uh, of the we groves. went to. And what a beautiful place. Isn't it? Yeah. 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 I learned a lot about the island. Yeah. yeah. So with the other thing is sometimes folks like myself, we come here And we're staying at a place, and there's these beautiful community cats. They seem to be very healthy. I'm hoping they're spayed and neutered, uh, but some people want to bring them home. So if somebody comes to the Bahamas and they fall in love, they're smitten by a kitten or they're charmed Mm -hmm. by a canine, what do they need to do using your agency to be able to get this pup or cat They need to have their basic vaccinations,
2: which we can do here, and they need a health certificate. To get back into the U.S., the animal um, needs to be at least eight weeks old. Okay. Um, So given a couple of days' notice, we can, you know, help make all that happen. Okay. Um, We also actually have um, carriers here, pet carriers that we can loan people, and they just send them back to us very nice so yeah that actually happens more than you might think really can you share a story yeah sure last year we had and it's usually in the areas where the the hotels are of course because people are walking on the beach and they encounter these dogs or cats yeah and so last year we had a lady that was staying at i think it was island seas and she found a dog on the beach and brought it in well called us found us online and called us and we went and picked up the dog. Um, it had some minor injuries and skin ailments and stuff like that, but she sponsored the dog. It was a, an adult dog, a Mm -hmm. large, you know, probably 50 pound dog. So she couldn't take him on the plane with her when she left, Mm -hmm. but she sponsored his care while Mm -hmm. he was here. And once he was healthy enough and he was neutered, then we got him over to the States and, and flew him up to, I think she's in the Boston area. Okay and we've done that a number of times
1: it's called you have a name for that the air we call it
2: operation puppy lift okay but it includes cats too but it's more dogs
1: so how are they flying there are they going like first class and
2: uh, (laughs) well they actually when we fly them out of here they are flown on a local air cargo plane Mm -hmm. which is a very spacious plane so they're not in a belly of a plane or oh, whatever nice, nice. and they go to florida and then we have volunteers in florida who pick them up clear them through customs, and then get them on to their next destination if we fly dogs it's usually on um, delta cargo i've okay. had very good experiences with them for the last 18 years never a but problem. do you always
1: have something on occasion for the southern states maybe somebody does like a puppy drive yeah in like fact that. i actually
2: went to uh, florida a few months ago back in october um, we were having a problem getting five dogs to a rescue in Ohio that was okay. taking them. And so a friend of mine and I actually drove these five dogs to Virginia. Really? And the rescue drove down and met us <laughs> to trade the dogs <laughs> off. So so yeah, we do have volunteers that will drive certain distances with them. So, so. if
1: you're this is, sounds great. So if people want to help you out and they live in the States, they may become part of Operation Puppy Lift. Yeah, sure. Okay, that yeah. sounds good. How was your drive? Uh, did they try to change the channel on the radio a lot? Or? <laughs> no, they were actually really good. How long in of fact, the drive the, was it? it was
2: 11 hours one way. Oh, my gosh. And... Uh, On the way back, it was so funny. We were both looking at each other going, this feels weird. There's no dogs in the car. (laughs) But they were good. They weren't noisy or anything. They did good on their brakes. Nobody had accidents in their crates or anything. And what kind of dogs were they? How old or There was was actually, that group was three German Shepherds and one, three German Shepherds and two Cocktakes.
1: Hey, everybody, we're... We're talking with uh, Tip Burrell. She's the executive director of the Humane Society of the Grand Bahama. There's a Bahama, not a Bahamas. I uh, see, I'm learning, right? All right. So, what's the 411 on your babies at home? What kind of uh, pets do you have? Well, right now I only have two dogs. Okay. And they're both potcakes. Okay.
2: Um, I had seven at one time, and that was a little bit much, especially <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm working every yeah. day. Um, so, right now I'm, I'm down to two and what are their names and their names are mary m-e-r-r-y she came in at christmas time oh nice and uh jake oh okay and And what's mary like mary's a beautiful little 36 pound red long-haired fluffy pot cake
1: wow okay how old is she she is about four okay what's her personality like
2: She's just a love bug. Uh She she just loves everybody and everything except for birds, cats, (laughs) rats, and anything that crawls or moves. She's all right. She her she doesn't look like she would be a a hunter dog, but she is. Okay. She has brought me presents.
1: Oh, what's your favorite scary present she brought you? Um, a rat. Oh, was the rat still alive? And then she
2: chased a pigeon in the house one day. Also. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was really nice. What about Jake? Jake is a 10-year-old, 10-year-old Paquette. He's blonde. Um, he's more labrador looking, mm-hmm. except smaller. He's about 55 pounds. Okay. And he's he's a sweetie. I had him. He was brought in as a puppy to one of our spay-neuter clinics. Oh. In uh, 2009. And um, he was tiny. They And he was too little to be neutered, plus he was sick. So uh. the vet couldn't neuter him. And at the end of the day, the people who brought him in never came for him. So... I ended up taking him home with me for the night yeah, because I didn't want to drive all the right. way back to the shelter at 9 o'clock at night and then no, and I tried calling the people and they never called or anything so he was here for about two weeks and my husband, and it was right before Valentine's Day and my husband said something to me one day about, "Well, I don't know why you took that puppy back to the shelter, that was the best behaved puppy you've ever brought here mm-hmm. I'm like, oh so, uh, anyway I got Jake for my And What's Jake like today? Jake is a mama's boy. Uh I confess I spoiled him. At Mm -hmm. the time that I got him I had six other big dogs at home and I didn't want to leave him at home in a crate all day long so I would bring him to work with me every day and at that time I also had an office dog named Sponge. It was a big red pit bull Uh and so she sort of became his surrogate mother as well and uh, so he was raised by me and Sponge and he he was spoiled,
1: wow. but
2: he's a sweetie. He's also a very friendly sweet dog. Um,
1: what are some things that people would be surprised about? Do people come here to visit the shelter when they get here? Cause you got the beaches. Well, you used to have casinos. I'm right. betting they're not there anymore, no. uh, <laughs> but uh, so what kind of draw, I mean, is it, what kind of folks come to see you when they're on vacation? Well, the, the
2: nice thing about our location, is that we're we're off the beaten path which is all not always a good thing but the but we're on a small relatively small island so the people who live here know where we are um and we're not disturbing you know close neighbors because there's nobody right next to us out here um but the other nice thing is that we're on one of the main thoroughfares from the airport to the hotel area so a lot of visitors see our sign and see our building on their way to their hotels. And, and we do get a fair amount of people who either rent a car or come in a taxi or or um, rent scooters and want to come see the place. And then sometimes people will look us up before they visit mm-hmm. Excuse me. and um,
1: say they're going to be visiting. Is there anything they can bring for us? You know. What can people bring? They're coming to the to uh, freeport what would you mm-hmm. love if you had a wish list
2: yeah well one thing that we can always that we're always grateful for is treats for oh, the dogs okay. and cats all right they're pricey here and it's not something we can afford to buy regularly okay and you can bring some lightweight bags of treats thinking about what's what
1: you can carry in them a- i guess that means i have place. to come back because i have to bring i'm known as treat lady it's so okay. i'm gonna have to bring it back okay
2: anytime <laughs> Collars and leashes, toys.
1: Okay, toys are sort of a luxury for our for our animals as well. One of them grabbed my notebook and had fun with it. <laughs> I and bet. it yeah, it was fun. We yeah. were chasing him. He's like, "Catch me, catch me!"
0: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and and of course, money. I yeah. mean, it, you know, we're probably fit over 50 percent of our individual donations come from abroad wow um, and we have a lot of you know, we've had this operation puppy Love program for the last 18 years so we have a lot of adopters abroad and we've worked with a lot of different rescues so mm-hmm. you know a lot of people are aware of the work that we're doing and the challenges we have so wow. money is always needed and always welcome where do you see this place in five years i hope you're still at the helm <laughs> <laughs> i hope so too um, I plan to be, I think. In five years, I hope that we will have, we've seen our intake reduce over the last few years, and I'm not sure it's long enough to have called it a trend yet. Okay. So in five years, I hope that we can definitely call it a trend and it will keep going downwards. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously, the goal of any animal shelter should be to put itself out of business. Right. But, I mean, realistically, there will always be a need, but we're hoping that the, the overpopulation part of the problem, Will be drastically reduced okay. to where we don't have this surplus that we can't find homes for locally. Only about 10% of our animals get adopted locally.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Really? That's an, an amazing stat. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that's because it's more of a cultural thing? It, it's just, we want our animals to be part
2: of a family. Mm-hmm. We will adopt dogs out to be outdoor dogs in certain circumstances, but fences must be secure. Yes, that's one of our feral cats that lives in our front yard
1: here. Okay, who is that? We we, we have to we interrupt this radio broadcast <laughs> to bring you a beautiful white with uh, tabby color markings. And who I'm is not that? Sure if that's Betty, or that's Betty. Betty, which one are you? Betty. And who's the other one? Betty and I don't remember the name. We'll call you Wilma. All right, Betty and Wilma. All right. Yeah. So they just come out and hang out. They have their little shelters here in the front, away from the dogs, okay. and um,
2: and they're fed and watered every day, and they're free to come and go. And most of them just stick around. Wow. And the funny part is, it's that one, whichever who was anyway, whichever one that is, I think is the one. As soon as we leave for the day, climbs the fence and wanders all over the back of the shelter. It's like she knows that the wow. dogs are locked up and can't get to her.
1: But in the morning,
2: she's out again. It's so funny.
1: <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Now, how does this compare to... I know there's 700 islands in the Bahamas, but not many are occupied. No. I want to do a little trivia. All right, tell me a little bit about the Bahamas, that would surprise people. How many are actually islands are really
2: occupied about. I'm thinking, I think there's only about 20 something that are actually inhabited. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And when they say 700 islands, it's really, it's a lot of those are key, what you call keys, which is spelled C-A-Y-S. Right. Um, And some of them may be nothing more than a big rock sticking up out of the water. But a lot of (laughs) people don't realize, a lot of people will actually email us and say, we're coming to the Bahamas. What can we bring you? And then I'm like, what island are you going to? And they tell me the island. I'm like, we're x number of miles away from there let me hook you up with the group down there um so a lot of people are surprised i guess to realize
1: how big the bahamas is it we encompass a hundred thousand square miles i did not know that okay see now you're helping me here yeah and it goes like and it goes it almost down from to west palm beach all the way down to cuba right wow almost
2: to cuba wow and um so yeah i think a lot of people don't realize that how far apart some of the islands are like we're we're 140 miles from nassau which is the capital The only way to get there is on a boat or a plane. Um, But we're one of the closest islands to the U.S. mainland. Um, West End, Grand Bahama, is 55 miles from the Palm Beach Inlet.
1: What is it? How long? West End, 55 miles. Wow. Can you swim 55 miles, Tip? Okay. (laughs) All right. Wow. That's a quick ride. So it actually would get closer to get to Florida than a NASA Uh time-wise yeah much much quicker okay oh that's so funny i know
2: (laughs) yeah it is but we're we're almost in the very northwestern corner of the bahamas okay and walker's key is a little more north of us but we're the in the northwest bahamas and then you have the central bahamas and the southeast bahamas
1: Mm -hmm. and um so yeah is it true you guys only have to go get your mail at a post office you don't have home delivery that's true how far away is your home from the post office probably about 10 miles. So how do you, so if I'm going to send you a bunch of
2: stuff? Don't send it by mail. Our mail is really (laughs) slow.
1: So what's the best way to send things?
2: (laughs) If it's packages and stuff, you send them through an air freight freight forwarder. Mail is difficult. Um, A lot of people have mail service that they pay for. I don't have that personally because I don't really have that much mail from the U.S. So But you can get, there's ways you can get mail quicker. But locally. So um, you don't get junk mail. There's one beauty. Not very much junk mail at all. Mostly bills. Yeah. (laughs) But if you wait till you get it in the mail, it's going to be late. So you have to just, right. So you got to do a lot of. So a lot of people do online. Yeah. I do online.
1: Any famous celebrities here that ever, ever adopted a pup or kitten? Not on Grand Bahama Uh
2: that I'm aware of. All right. Yeah. Um, Right. Should
1: we not call, yet? Should we call Oprah? Yeah, or? I mean,
2: okay. potcakes make the greatest pets. They really do. They're so funny and quirky and loyal and smart. Um, they're really smart dogs, and the cats are too. Cats. Well, I was and impressed
1: how they're all hanging out together. The cats, they they yeah. like each other. Yeah. Even the adult cats were like in a big old. Pretty mush pile. much. Right. Yeah. So it is the, and the dogs life. too.
2: We have play groups, as you yeah. saw. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. Um, But I do know that Lenny Kravitz has a potcake or two. Oh. I know one of them. It may just be one. His name is Leroy Brown. (laughs) And. um, Did he get it from here or from maybe Nassau? I think Eleuthera because he's from, I think he has a house on Eleuthera. Okay. Shania Twain has a potcake and a potcat.
1: Oh, nice. Those are two that I can think off off the top of my head. All right we'll start a movement. Yeah. Um what's coming up now this year in 2019 that maybe we can uh, have our listeners uh, help you out in. I know you have a couple of events in March. Yeah. Um our annual dog show is the 2nd of March. Okay. And we've been having that for I think close to 50 years all right are they wearing uh, fashionable items
2: well we have a a, we have a one of the it's kind of a mix between a real dog show and a and a fun one uh-huh. so there's kind of something for everyone we have a dog and owner look-alike category <laughs> okay um best dog trick things like that and then we have the best of breeds like the um the we just do the sporting group the, okay. all the groups we don't okay. have each individual All seven breed.
1: groups right okay all right. Take right. that, AKC. So it's a lot of
2: fun and we, yeah.
1: It's like the Westminster on a beach. Sort of like, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All
2: right. But it's a lot of fun. We usually also have a raffle that day and we have a bar. And I don't know if you've noticed since you've been here, but you can't go very far without hitting a bar. No. Okay. And, uh, and so you don't have events here without without a bar. Okay. Um, <laughs> even in the daytime. So there's a bar, there's a food stand, and um, usually face painting for the kids, maybe pony rides, activities for kids. Kind of like a family fun day, but a chance to show off your dog and win some prizes. And then later in the month, you have a marathon? Later in the month, we have some wonderful supporters who started this race five years ago um, and made us their beneficiaries. Mm -hmm. So it's the Dog Days Half Marathon, and we're the primary beneficiary of the proceeds from it. Which has been a huge help to us. Yeah. Um, and it's a a big event. They've I think they've had six hundred wow. runners last year. Wow. So every year it's more and more. Just wonderful.
1: And you know what they say about half marathons, you're only half crazy. That's right. There you go. There you go. Thirteen point one is so much nicer have, than if
2: you can't run a half, you can run a ten K oh, okay. or a five K and there's also a one mile fun run walk. And and you could bring your dog to for any of those as well.
1: Hey folks, we've been uh, speaking with Tip Burrow. She's the executive director of the Humane Society of the Grand Bahama. And we're actually at a picnic bench on this beautiful, it's not probably almost 70 degrees. I'm, I hear the palm trees swaying. I just, I, I see a kitty over here perched looking at me saying, this is my best side. No, this is my best side. It's a beautiful bright yellow building as the entryway. And if you're coming or going to the airport, it's a must stop. And please if you can bring some goodies, some bags sure. of treats and other things in your suitcase and come home with souvenirs. But is there anything else you'd like to add? I, I really appreciate you being a guest on our show, Tip. No, we
2: really appreciate it. Just that we welcome visitors from all over the place and we welcome support. It's often kinda of lonely and and <laughs> being the only animal agency here, so we love it when people reach out to us and, you know, you can look us up. Our website is humane Humane society
1: HumaneSocietyGB.org. org.
2: And we're also on Facebook, Humane Society of Grand Bahama. So, you know, like our page and follow what we're doing and see if there's a way you'd like to help or if there's an animal you'd like to adopt. There
1: you go. So, folks, that's it. We're here. I hate to say we're leaving pot cats and pot cakes from paradise and... Going back to the States. Before we end this wonderful uh, episode from this place of paradise, I got to do a special shout out to a friend I met here in Freeport. He's a cab driver. His name is, you ready, Chico? I promise, Chico Hall. And he loves animals and he is one of the friendliest, safest drivers I've ever met. Everywhere I went on the island, I would be walking and I'd hear him drive by and go, hey, Arden! He loves Pet Life Radio and i am so happy to do a shout out as promised for you chico so if you're in the uh, freeport area please give him a call and he will get you anywhere you need to go obviously at this time too i want to do a special salute to uh, tip burrows the executive director here at the humane society of grand bahama and all the great staff and volunteers that help these pot cakes and pot cats get homes and finally There's a little uh, P.S. to this. As I was flying home from this episode, there was a gentleman that was on the plane with a cat that he adopted from the islands. So I want to give also a big thank you to Max Potvin. He lives in Maine. He adopted a little kitten here from the island, and he's naming the cat Arnie. Finally, as always, I salute my executive producer, Mark Winter, the Wizard of Paws, he is the man behind all the successful shows here on Pet Life Radio. So it's been a great time in paradise, but it's time to bid adieu. So uh, this is your flea free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four leggers out there. Oh, behead, mom!